morning and welcome to the VSA Morning Miner. I'm Ollie O'Donnell and I'm joined by Paul Rankin today. Andrew is already headed out to, well, to the pre-PDAC um, couple of conferences in Toronto ahead of the main event. Paul, how are you doing today? Though? I'm pretty well, thank you. I'm preparing to head out on Friday myself. How about you? Saturday for me. Um, but there's still news releases coming out um, ahead of that, so let's crack straight on with those. Where, where do you want to start? We can start with E-Star Resources, I think. Uh, that's the uh, London-quoted Kazakhstan Explorer. They have announced today that they've been granted uh, uh, a license, exploration license called IOGAS or AOGAS, which is a uh, a, a, a copper porphyry uh, prospect that's been identified both from historic Soviet information in Kazakhstan, as well as uh, uh, modern uh, satellite imagery, which has highlighted the alteration pattern around the uh, uh, rocks and feature. It's 80 kilometers north of uh, Central Asia Metals Kunrad Porphyry a Copper Leach Project. Uh, there in Kazakhstan, that would be north north uh, east Kazakhstan, and uh, they it hasn't been drilled before from what the indication is, but there is a good size uh, silica leach cap on it, uh, for, as identified by the satellite imagery and the Soviet information. Uh, so this. Uh, it was in part uh, helped along or will be helped along in part with a $500,000 grant from the BHP Explore uh, program. So uh, it gets the benefit of all the expertise that BH has, BHP has around porphyries as well. So uh, we'll see how they uh, push this one along. It is an early stage grassroots project. Uh, yeah. Um, Camel also doing a similar strategy with their um tie up with the local group looking for uh greenfield properties as well it is slightly unusual seeing uh something that's undrilled most of the time when we review projects in kazakhstan there is historical soviet uh drilling on the project of of some description so that does differentiate it a bit mm -hmm. um Moving on, we've got uh, an update from uh, Bradahead. Yes, Bradahead, Lithium, they have uh, completed the land swap agreement they had uh, around their uh, Wikiup uh, Lithium Clay uh, project in Arizona. They uh, were swapping uh, uh, land with Arizona Lithium uh, in order to and make sure that both properties can be developed with logistical access properly um, uh, because of the lithium clay uh, mineralization there. At uh, the discovery, what they call uh, Wikiup, uh, uh, which is uh, impregnated with clay, and Arizona uh, lithium also has a discovery on their ground. So uh, it's, uh, it's about uh, best uh, forward-moving development for both firms. Yeah, Bradahad's share price has been pretty uh, heavily impacted by the pullback in the lithium price. So, uh, not looking too healthy at the moment, but that's not dissimilar to the other uh, clay peers in the region whose share prices have also been uh, 
heavily um, impacted. But what I would say is that now that Lithium Americas has had its separation from the Argentine uh, projects where the Chinese were involved, uh, that is or should be paving the way for um, Thacker Pass to be unlocked, which is that seems like the big catalyst that could unlock these clay projects um, in Nevada. Bradhead obviously has a, a mixture of clay and, and hard rock projects there. Yes, that's right. And there are a number of players out there now in the uh, in uh, other places, uh, too, that are looking at these lithium clays with a great deal of interest uh, uh, because uh, they should be large scale and leachable uh, is the key point, like American Lithium's uh, uh, project appears to be down in Tonopah. Uh, uh, and there are a number of other players as well. Indeed. Uh, and then I think last one, Aura Energy. Yeah, Aura Energy, uh, Mauritania, Uranium Explorer have completed a front-end engineering study or what's called a feed study on their Tiris Uranium project. Uh, it is, uh, they've declared as economically robust with an IRR of 34% post-tax and two-and-a-half-year payback. All in sustaining cost uh, on the study came in at $34.50 a pound, and the estimated capital cost to develop this leach property uh, would be $230 million. Uh, I have to say that the document, I've, I remain skeptical and suspicious uh, of this press release and the study because they do use a... Uh, Uranium uh, price of $80 a pound in the estimate, which is, uh, as we all know, $80 a pound is uh, is a high water mark or near a high water mark that we haven't seen uh, except just recently. And uh, also, Tiris is a very remote project up in uh, northeast uh, Mauritania, so um, water of process water availability is is going to be a concern until the wells are actually drilled and the um, and the recharge rate of water for um, leach processing out here on this project will be uh, definitely defined. So uh, I, I remain skeptical on this one as to what the appeal will be for financing it. Yeah, you would think, though, with those parameters for CapEx and OPEX that uh, such a high price wouldn't be necessary to make it look good. So there's perhaps a bit more going on there than uh, meets the eye. Anyway, uh, Paul, thanks for your thoughts. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Very good. We'll see you then. This podcast has been produced and edited by VSA Capital. It is intended for information purposes and not as investment advice. The information is intended for recipients who understand the risks associated with equity investments in smaller companies. Please do your own research and do not rely on a single source when making an investment decision. VSA Capital may derive fees from this content and seeks to do business with the companies mentioned.